Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the very first episode of When the Wind Blows. This is an epic podcast, but not necessarily for only epic uh, people. Um, Epic people in the word, in the way we use epic, uh, like that was an epic basketball game or an, an, you know, epic storm. Uh, Anybody who considers themselves epic uh, can listen to this. How's that? Um, My name is Erin Barnes, and each week I will have a special guest that will help me kind of talk through the topic of the day, and this week I have Josh Brock. He is the CFO of Epic Charter Schools. Say hi, Josh. Hi. How are you all? (laughs) Thank you for being here. Uh, Josh, uh, tell me about your your story of how you got into education. Uh, Yeah, so my story of how I got into education uh, is a little bit interesting. Um, I had historically been in uh, construction accounting and also banking. I was in banking from 2008 to 2011. uh, And to keep a long story short, uh, as it goes, there was a mutual friend of uh, myself and Ben Harris uh, that basically had uh, introduced me to Ben through going to uh, football game uh, watch parties, uh, whether it be the Super Bowl, uh, the Oklahoma Sooners uh, playing uh, in the national championship game, uh, or whatever the case may be, uh, we would go over there and have a good time. He periodically would tell me at those events, uh, hey, you know, someday we're going to start a school and uh, – like you to be a part of the team uh, when that day comes and for him it was a matter of when that day comes for me it was a matter of uh, if that day comes Uh, but lo and behold uh, in April of 2000 April May of 2011 uh, I got the call from Ben Uh, he had told me about his uh, business partner uh, David Cheney Uh, as any good duo would do. Uh, they invited you to invited me to an interview uh, at the Chili's on Northwest Expressway. And uh, since that day, I've been a part of Epic. And uh, my story has been since that day, uh, a Dr. Pepper and some chili cheese fries go a long way. I love that story. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited. And I have a a equally interesting story with David Cheney, but I'll wait to save that story for when he's on the the podcast. Um, so Josh, honestly, you are the biggest um, reason that this podcast is kind of coming into play. So what are we, again, what are we doing? So this is, um, we're launching a podcast this year where basically um, I pulled principles, uh, I pulled five principles and asked them to ask their teachers how much like drive time or windshield time they had in a given day or week. And it looks like our teachers are sitting between, 
an hour to three hours a day, sometimes 30 minutes, but that was really on like the, the, the super metro people. Um, so with an hour to three hours of drive time, uh, I was like, uh, we could be professionally developing them or, or giving them some insight or, um, basically every fifth Monday will be a policy chat where Brant and, um, Todd and I will get together and talk about the things that Epic is facing in legislation or, you know, ways that you could vote or the ways that the bills could turn out. And so basically it's just getting our teachers a little more involved, but I don't want it so Epic branded that, I mean, we just have trained six school districts on how to go virtual. I want them to be able to tune in and get it as well. And so um, like it is for teachers, it's for administrators, it's for parents, and it's for other school districts, just a podcast um, where we talk about any, anything and everything, but the uh, when the wind blows being the title, basically we do everything we can possibly do in a day and a week for kids so that we're set up to be able to sleep at night. Yeah, good deal. But that was point number three and you just made me go out of order. <laughs> <laughs> just easy. You told a story last year at the admin retreat that just kind of knocked the socks off of, uh, a lot of people, honestly. Uh, it, it was my uh, mantra throughout last school year. I wish it had come along earlier because it could have gotten me through a few other tough school years. But um, I told the story several times over since I've heard it and it was amazing. And I could tell the story again, but uh, really, you are the better fit for it. So um, without further ado, can you tell us the story about uh, when the wind blows? Yeah, so year, years ago, along the Atlantic coast, uh, there was a farmer, <clears throat> and that farmer was a very prominent farmer in the community, uh, but there was a particular challenge with the Atlantic seacoast. Um, along the Atlantic seacoast, uh, storms were a big challenge, and as a result of the storms and uh, as a result of the prominence of the farmer, he was constantly looking for hired hands to hire. And he always had one question um, that he asked everybody, uh, regardless of uh, how they appeared when they walked in or regardless of how the interview was going. Uh, he would always ask them, uh, what makes you a good hired hand? And uh, this particular day, uh, uh, a gentleman that walked in, uh, you probably would have discounted him uh, had it not <clears throat> had it. Uh, had you just looked with looked at him uh, from the outward appearance, um, he wasn't the type that you would think could do farm work. He wasn't the type that uh, was strong or tall and 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 lean. He he was uh, a gentleman that you wouldn't have ever anticipated being a hired hand on a farm. But uh, aside from that, the the farmer still proceeded with his typical interview and asked the question what makes you uh, or what would make you a good hired hand? And the gentleman gave an intriguing response. He said, I can sleep with the wind blows. And just like you probably find that response intriguing, the farmer also found that intriguing. He didn't follow up with the, the question of what do you mean by that? He just kept that in the back of his mind and anticipating most likely 
that his answer would be, I'm going to be a good hired hand because I care for the cattle well. I'm going to be a good hired hand because I can bail hay with the best of them. I'm going to be a good hired hand because I can care for the chickens. That was the typical answer that he would get. But intrigued by the response, I can sleep when the wind blows, he decided to give the gentleman a chance. And he gave him a chance, and along the way, things were going great. From daylight until dusk, every day, the gentleman was a very hard worker. Did everything he was supposed to do. But then one night, as could be predicted along the Atlantic seacoast, the winds began to howl. And the storms begin to rage, and the farmer, in a frenzy, jumped up from his bed with his lantern, went to try to find the hired hand in his quarters. When he find, found the hired hand, he found him in a position of being asleep. He said, why are you not getting up? The storms are raging. You have to make sure the cattle are in the barn. You have to make sure the chicken are in the coop. You have to make sure that the hay is properly put away and the doors are barred and the shutters are properly secured. He just rolled over and went back to sleep. The farmer was outraged. He was enraged to the point of almost wanting to fire the man on the spot. He left the hired hand's quarters, went out and said, I'll just do this work myself and then deal with him at another time and another day, potentially. But as he began to look around, when he saw that the cattle were in the barn and the chickens were in the coop, the doors were properly barred and the shutters were secured. It was only then that the farmer realized what the gentleman meant when he said in his interview, I can sleep when the wind blows. That is awesome. And so, I mean, people love to hate on us. <laughs> the Tulsa world hates on us. The Daily Oklahoman hates on us. Uh, their school districts hate on us. Uh, I think people just don't understand us. But talk to me about how this story can set the tone for dealing with all the questions that teachers might get, the hate that they have to respond to. I mean, just last night uh, at church, I had a, a guy ask me, well, how many students are you saying you have this year? Which, I mean, he was, he, he and I have a great relationship and it's awesome, but it, the fact that there are probably people who think like that uh, drives me, you know, incredibly crazy. Um, so how, Josh, can this story set teachers up uh, to deal with the questions they're going to get from friends and family uh, and, and, you know, their, the parents of their students? Uh, how can they deal with the haters with this story? Well, uh, ironically enough, um, I had told this story at the retreat last year before the events of July 2020 unfolded, uh, or I'm sorry, July 2019 unfolded, and here we are in July 2020. And the events, for those of you that may not know, uh, July of 2019 was a very challenging time. A lot of the media came out and... Uh, made a lot of allegations uh, against our school co-founders, uh, myself included, uh, as the CFO. Uh, as a result of that, um, the governor of the state of Oklahoma, Governor Kevin Stitt, 
requested that the state auditor uh, and inspector do an audit of Epic Charter Schools. And so um, when that day came uh, back about a year ago, I kind of thought back on this story and thought about uh, that retreat. Uh, I remember um, those days very well back in July of 2019. And uh, this story has, has got me through a lot of uh, personal uh, challenges and uh, hopefully allowed me uh, to lead my team and, and also uh, be a, uh, a good example for others in uh, trying to truly sleep when the wind blows. And I think from standpoint of finance uh, and accounting within the organization, uh, what we think of is just doing the, the common things kind of uncommonly well. And, uh, you know, we can lay on our pillow at night knowing we've done everything right. Um, we've given it our best. And uh, certainly this has helped me uh, through this past year endure the, uh, the state audit. Um, but from the standpoint of the teacher perspective, uh, you know, I think – it's easy to get caught up in the media and what they say about us and, uh, and the haters that, that hate us. Um, but I was reminded yesterday, we've, we've, as you guys have probably seen over the last, uh, couple weeks, um, the, the growth rate has just gone crazy on us for the number of students that we're expecting next school year, uh, or this school year, I should say, uh, beginning in September. So, uh, you know, we're, we're on a path to see over 40,000 students and uh, was reminded yesterday even um, while while the the media and the voice of the haters sounds very loud at times. Um, at the end of the day, we have 40,000 students um, and probably over 100,000 vested parties, whether it be parents, students, faculty and other staff. Um, that believe in each and every one of us. And uh, I think if we do the common things uncommonly well, uh, we'll be able to truly sleep when the wind blows. Dang, that was really good. I was just thinking, even outside of dealing with the epic is issues, you know, in the media, sure. I mean, just education in general, uh, you know, every teacher worries whether or not those kids learned enough to pass that test at the end of the year. And the test, you know, it, it's just one of those beasts that comes every year. You know it's coming. But if we do the common things uncommonly well there as well, uh, without focusing on or putting stress on the test, you know, if, if we do all the things we're supposed to do the right way up front, then it doesn't matter what happens in the end. And, and again, we'll be able to sleep when the wind blows. Yeah, and one, the only, one thing I would add to that is I think uh, one thing that can be easily missed in the story is, you know, the guy did not know when um, the wind would blow. He didn't know when the storm would come. And so consistency, accountability every day um, was important for him. So that when that night did come, it wasn't a day that he had not given 100%, um, as is made evident by the story. Um, he, he wasn't looking out the window every night worried, did I, or did I not do my job today? And I think that's the way we need to be as, uh, 
the Epic family uh, to ensure every day we don't let uh, complacency uh, get in the way of consistency. I don't know what else to add to that. So I'm just going to go ahead and end this episode here. Tune in every Monday for more uh, educational inspiration, educational outlook, and uh, and leadership. I mean, I, I, this thing's going to be about everything. So uh, just tune in every Monday and see what we've got in store for you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's it. The very first episode of When the Wind Blows is in the can. Tune in next week where we are rethinking how education and leadership can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world. Bye.